0: Hi everyone! Welcome to Not Somali Mormon Podcast. Hey
1: yo, welcome. This is Sarah
0: and this is Katie.
1: And welcome back. It's been a few weeks, slash just one week, but for me that feels like eternity.
0: <laughs> I know we missed these oh. longer episodes with you.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my life is thrown off balance when we don't meet. Like once a week and record i'm like something's not right like my week is just not something's just not adding up and i don't feel okay with it
0: i agree i I agree we gotta fix this no but we're here now so (laughs)
1: exactly and it's just like two days before halloween which i know we already talked about this in the last episode but i just love halloween
0: me too halloween is the best yep
1: Which, speaking of, so maybe listeners, you guys can even, like, we should set up a poll, because I'm just interested in this. Maybe it's my American nationalism, whatever, showing its face, because Monster Mash came on at my party on Saturday (laughs) night, and I thought that that was a classic that every single human being knew. It
0: is a classic.
1: Okay, but, like, only me and two other people knew the song and everyone was like what is this song and I was like you've got to be fucking kidding me it's Monster Mash and I'm all like Monster Mash like you did into the Monster
0: like this- Mash da, da,
1: da. <laughs> exactly and it's just like a classic anyway point being no one knew and I, I guess it's just an American thing I yeah know. I
0: was gonna say is that something that Europeans just yeah I guess maybe it just was popularized in America and nowhere else
1: I guess so. Which I fall, I fall guilty. Is that is that the expression? <laughs> I I'm privy. Is that the word? No, I'm. Oh, I can't. Speak. I want to say I'm prone. I'm prone. That's the word I'm looking
0: to. Round looking of applause.
1: To, well, God, preposition. Um, I'm prone to. say, that kind of shit quite often and that's when i realized like oh that's why people have this stereotype about americans because i assume because we grew up with it that everyone else did oh. talking about stuff i'm like yeah you know and they're like no that's just an american thing and i'm like oh
0: oh yeah americans aren't the only people in the world i guess
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, that.
0: okay okay
1: <laughs> if also. I've been watching Making a Murderer 2 and I cannot stop with the Midwest accent. So I'm sorry if we have listeners who are participating, but I am obsessed with that accent. It is my favorite. And I cannot stop when I start listening to it. I can't stop. Like, I speak with that accent all day long, if it's, I
0: hear it. It's great. Yeah, I just finished that second season of Making a Murderer, and my favorite parts of it – well, I like the whole thing, but I love when, his par- when um, Steve Avery's parents are talking to each other. The older couple? Oh, my gosh. I die. It's so funny. Oh. <laughs> so good. And I've been like – okay,
1: so, like, I've been watching it with uh, – I'll say my special friend on here. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, but I can't watch it when we're not hanging out. And so I'm like dying right now because we've only made it to episode
0: two. And I'm like. Oh, you're way behind. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I know. I'm I'll ready. try not to spoil anything, but.
1: I know yeah. it's killing me. I'm like, so when are you coming over next so we can watch this? Because I feel guilty if I watch it without you, but I want to. <laughs> so
0: <why laughs> yeah. this to happen. <laughs>
1: <sighs> it's a good one. That's about Halloween. I just love it. And, uh, yeah. Also, Hocus Pocus, that was mentioned at the party where, like, only one other person knew <gasps> what the f- it was talking about. I can so, quote I was, that like,
0: whole movie, I think.
1: Me, too. I really, I'm obsessed. It's such a good movie
0: so good my friend uh remember madison we had on uh for our pride episode she sent me a drinking game that's based all around hocus pocus so you watch hocus pocus and there's a drinking game that goes along with it have you seen that what no okay i'll send it to you and i'll post it on our instagram for listeners because it looks super fun and that's what i I have to do it before halloween which by the time this airs i don't know if uh Halloween I mean, will probably have passed, but still, you know.
1: But still. It's just a good game. It's a fall game, right? Yes,
0: yes. Fall.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so fun. I am obsessed with. I, I feel like I say obsessed too much. Okay, I love. <laughs> uh, drinking games since i'm like new to drinking hashtag XMO in the last like two years you know whatever like anytime someone wants to play a game with drinking i'm like way too keen i'm like Ooh, yes can we
0: please play? oh girl i'm all about it and i haven't been mormon in a long time but i'm still all about it it's great it's good fun oh
1: i love it i love it we played one um on saturday at our party that's like Listeners, maybe, I mean, drink responsibly, but also listen to this game. It's fun. So, Ali, our lovely friend that Katie now had the pleasure of meeting in person in Phoenix. Yes, he came to game. Phoenix,
0: by the way, guys. I'll have to post a clip. We recorded a little something. I'll post a clip of it at some point, but it's hilarious. Anyway, yes, Sarah, continue your story.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so he has this game, which listeners, maybe, again, like, I think it's so much fun, but it's basically like you. So, like, one person starts the game by picking a category. So, say, for example, it's animals. And then, like, you – if I pick the category animals, then, like, I pick one in my head, I write it down, I don't tell anyone, and then I have a shot of something. So like, we have rum because our drink theme was dark and stormy. Oh, nice. And so, we have rum, and anyways, they go around the circle – And if like the person, like each person guesses an animal, and if they guess what they think would be your favorite animal, then they have to drink the shot.
0: Oh, I like
1: that. Like it's a mind fuck because you don't actually want to get it right, but like your brain's like programmed to get it right. So I'm always like, Oh my god, I know! And then I say it, and I'm like, Fuck! That means I have to take the (laughs) shot now.
0: (laughs) Depends okay. on how drunk you want to get, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, and oh, God, that was so strong. I've never had to straight rub before, and I was like,
0: Oof. Oh, first timer.
1: Yeah, I was the first timer, you know? So- oh, my
0: God, there it is again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyways, I know that we're going to get comments from people being like, bitches, hurry the fuck up and get the to topic, but I just... I'm a chatty Kathy sometimes, and you
0: know. Yeah, we just gotta do uh, our little intro. Yeah.
1: We just gotta do a little intro. I have a lot. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I just have a lot of feelings. <laughs> do you even go there? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. One of these days, I'm gonna dress up as some character on I Mean Girls. I just need to. I need to coordinate the outfit. But one uh, day.
0: And that'd be what? an especially good group costume.
1: That's the thing, yeah. It needs to be a group
0: costume. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways, okay. Topic of the day <laughs> is. Topic. We are talking today about <gasps> Brigham Young University, BYU. B-Y-U. Where L-I- Sarah I- had I- the pleasure of attending. So.
1: I did. I spent. Ooh, five years there? No one judged me that it took me five years. I have a reason. (laughs) But...
0: (laughs) No judging.
1: Yeah, I was there for a long time. It's a... I mean, I don't even know where we start with BYU culture. Like, there is so much. Okay, so for those listeners who have never um, listened to our other podcast where we talk about BYU quite a bit... It's a, it's a university, it's a private university that is owned by the Mormon church and their tuition is subsidized for LDS members, but in order for you to, so LDS is in Mormon members, so in order for you to go, like, you, you can go there if you're not Mormon, but you have to pay a lot more. Yeah, I
0: actually, I read that it was, like, double, so it's pretty cheap for Mormon, you know, Mormon students if you can get in. But yeah. um for non Mormon students it's like close to double the tuition. It it's yeah.
1: insane. And they and technically even though you're not Mormon, you still have to abide by the honor code. Yes. Which means like it's kinda dumb. If you're not a Mormon then there's absolutely no reason to go with this know I mean it's a great university. It has really good programs, especially for language, but like if you're not a Mormon, there's really, like, I would not go there. Because, like, if you break this honor code, which is basically saying, like, no drinking, no smoking, no drugs, no sex, no, like, all of that is, like, prohibited. And if anyone catches you and reports you or whatever, you get thrown out of the university. Yeah, you like, get
0: expelled. It's... You get expelled, And yeah. you have to abide by it, like Sarah said, even if you're not a participating member of the mormon church which and so i looked it up it's only um 1.5 percent of the like student population isn't mormon so it's 98 and a half percent of them are mormon and i think that really small percentage the one and a half percent i think it's mostly athletes who get scholarships because they yeah, have
1: athletes. yeah foreign exchange students.
0: yes yes
1: <laughs> really
0: yeah uh. But then those people, those athletes, for example, they have to follow this super, super strict honor code. I mean, it's crazy. I I went through and I read the exact details of it. Like, it's crazy, which I'm sure you know, Sarah, because you had to live it, but that down to everything about how you dress, about how men like men can't have beards, men can't have hair that's longer than like their ear length um you can't even have members of the opposite sex in your home at certain times like it has to all be uh, BYU approved right so
1: yeah so just sorry I'm gonna be jumping back and forth the whole time in this (laughs) episode because I'm just like thinking of certain things but like yeah so what Katie said like they're they're the rules are so crazy strict and like it's not like people just turn the other cheek, like, to it. Like, they will, they're vicious. They will report you or, like, chastise you in a heartbeat.
0: So, like, yeah, and then you get expelled. If and then you get expelled, yeah.
1: and then these are some judgy bitches, So they'll be like, "Em, you shouldn't be doing that. And, and I used to be so defiant, so of course me being me would be like, oh, really? Well, then fine, I'm just going to set a chair outside my door, and the guy can sit in the chair while I sit in the living room. Like you know what I mean? Like I would do shit like that. Yeah, just to be I love kid. that. Okay, <laughs> I'm name, so whatever. Anyway, so yeah, listeners, like after 10 p.m. on the weekdays, men like of the opposite sex, so men or women, whatever. But of the opposite sex, you cannot be in the apartment like at all. And then on the weekends, like on Friday, it's they can stay. Like so, guys would come to our apartment. They could stay until 1 p.m. in the apartment. For on 1 a.m., right? I mean, sorry, 1 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm smart. And then on Saturday, it was, like, 12, so, like, midnight. And then back to Sunday night, is back to 10 p.m. and then the rest of the week. So, it's insane. And then how these – and so, another thing is that, like, when you when you agree to go to BYU, you have to live in BYU-approved housing which means these apartments that are specifically designed to keep like opposite sex out of your bedroom type thing. So it's like you have a kitchen living room and then like a door that shuts and then it's like the bathrooms are there with the bedrooms.
0: Yeah, because I did read that um, it's you're not supposed to even use the bathroom of the member of an opposite sex if you unless it's like an emergency then you can use it but otherwise you're not supposed to which I hadn't I yeah. didn't know about that until I just read it
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and that's like another thing like yeah I, I, I didn't even realize that that was a weird thing until I moved to Georgia so like I'm not gonna get into my life story but the reason why it took so long for me to graduate BYU so I went there for the first two years like when I was 18 to 20 then I went to Georgia from twenty to twenty two, went to university there, then I went back out to BYU and finished my degree there. So in the between that, when I went to Georgia, I was like, wait, apartments aren't set up the same (laughs) way like (laughs) wait, like guys can come to my apartment and there's no like curfew, like also they use my bathroom. Like it's just like a weird concept to go from this like crazy strict living to just like now being like okay and like I mean, it was, like, the craziest thing, like, and they would encourage chaperones, so, like, even if a guy does come over, it's, like, you shouldn't just be the two of you in the room. Yes, I remember that. There should always be a roommate present. Like, it was mental. Like, you were never alone, hardly ever, with a guy. Yeah. If you were, like, a righteous Mormon. And then they would be, like I said, like, super judgy bitches, and I mean men and women, who would, like, judge these other people, who would, like date but break those rules. Like I remember like talking so much shit about people or like gossiping with other people in our ward, being like um, I saw so and so like staying in the apartment until like two a.m. <laughs> oh my god! Or like uh, I think that she like stayed this like stayed the night in their apartment. Like I think that she stayed on the couch. Like but you know what I mean? Like being so hatty and bitchy. Yeah. But it's like if people wanted to, they could report that to the bishop. And oh these yeah. Gets sent home. Like they get kicked out of BYU. Totally. No question about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. Like. I was just thinking about how it just on the, what what's the word I'm looking for, but anyone could control that situation so easily. All they have to do is tattle on you and your whole academic career is ruined, uh, you yeah. know, at least for a while, right? Um, it It's crazy. And it's down to even little things like I was reading in the honor code, even things like watching rated r movies or saying a curse word or you can't have tea no any tea or coffee or if you skip church too many times or um it's the small little things that to normal people seem like very small petty things but in the culture of byu that is like life and everyone else is enforcing everyone else because that's also in the honor code remember it says you are encouraged to like basically it doesn't say tattletale but it does say you're encouraged to tell the authorities if you know of someone who's broken that so it's part of the code to tattle which is crazy
1: (laughs) it's crazy to me but it's so true you know when i was watching like Handmaid's Tale, tell, handmade tell, like, the whole, I don't know if you've seen that, maybe we've talked about it, but just, like, the whole concept of, like, people, like, honestly, like, you have these snitches, these eyes everywhere yeah. that, like, just, like, report you if you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, and that's totally how it was at BYU. It was, like, this constant fear of, like, not fear, but I would be, like, oh, shit, I hope no one saw me do this or this or, like, you know, right. because I was... I had my phases, like, you know, like, when I first went there, I was not a good Molly Mormon in any way, like, I basically just went to BYU because, like, I wanted to get out of Georgia, I got in, like, thought, what the hell, like, let me get out me move away from my small town in Georgia and, like, go out and experience stuff, but I was, like, drinking in high school and stuff like that, and, like, We've talked about this in early episodes, like really defiant and question the Mormon church a lot. But I was like, all right, fuck it. And then I went, and so in the first like semester, I was like, super, like, I'm doing air quotes rebellious, but it was just like rebellious in the sense of like Mormon style, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. honor code style, like just pushing the limits as much as I could. And be like, Oh yeah, I'm drinking a Diet Coke right now. What you gonna say about that? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. Yeah. Or just being like, Oh, I'm swimming in the you know, like I'm gonna wear I never wore a bikini, but I would wear like tankinis that were like
0: Oh, it's a two piece.
1: Yeah, like I was never like I'm not gonna wear a bikini, but I'm gonna wear a tankini because Technically, it covers everything except for, like, my tits are basically out, but whatever, like, I'm not breaking the rules, my stomach's not showing, like, you
0: know what I mean? <laughs> right. That shit
1: like that. So, I mean, I was, like, in the beginning, like, really, like, trying to be a bit defiant, but then it's, like, to- it really is a classic example of being immersed in a culture like that and being completely brainwashed because I switched to hardcore. Oh, so, yeah. Like,
0: Because everyone around you is doing that, right? So that's what's going to affect how you live, yeah.
1: So being, like, super judgmental, being, like, I mean, I went from dressing, like, not, I'm doing air quotes again, modest, to, like, having the full-fledged, gross, no offense to listeners who still wear these and aren't Mormon, but like the what the fuck are they called? The short the shorts that go to your knees that like every Mormon wears. Like Oh
0: yeah, like the Bermuda shorts. Bermuda, that's <laughs> what it is. I do like ten pairs of those.
1: And like listeners, they can be cute on some women, but when you're five three and curvy and chubby, <laughs> that shit is not attractive to <laughs> like, I look at those pictures and I'm like, no, 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 no. But that's what
0: you have to wear when you go there because you can't wear anything that's shorter than kneeling. So, so that's like the shortest option you have.
1: Exactly. And then it's like you have, and I own every single like t-shirt from down east, which again, yes. listeners, this is like this Mormon company that makes clothing specifically for your garments and for like you to be modest. So they have, like, these undershirts that, like, oh, they're so Utah. Every Mormon woman in Utah owns, like, 10,000 of these shirts that they wear under, like, tank tops or, like, sp- spaghetti straps.
0: Oh, I had so and, many. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. And I had those, too. Like, Katie, I don't know if you remember, but, like, my 18th birthday, no, my 19th birthday, I, I had this, like, pool party at this um, apartment complex, the first one I lived in. I think you went.
0: I Yeah, I, I think I remember it. Yeah, and I
1: can still remember to this day my outfit because I saw the pictures like four years later and be like, oh, my God, I look so Mormon. I thought I looked so fly. I was like, damn, I look good. I had on this black spaghetti strap dress that would have looked so hot without anything underneath it. But nah, nah, I had to wear a short sleeve shirt under it. <laughs> and then I wore my hair crimped, which had nothing to do with being Mormon. Oh, I, I
0: love shirt. it! I am I'm conjuring yeah. an image. Wait, tell yeah. me what color the the shirt was.
1: It was, I think, white or pink, one of the two. Oh I think
0: yes, pink. girl, yes. <laughs> Work.
1: Point being is like it was, and, and then like listeners, just you know, too, like with this um, BYU honor code, it also means that like when you lived in BYU approved housing that these people you live with were also in your ward so yes. like the church that you attended so like your entire apartment complex is the, your like your, church.
0: your ward like, yeah
1: yeah your ward
0: and I want to say too like because at that point when we were around 1920 You know, twenty-one. That's kind of when I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not all about this," but I still wanted to move out of my parents' house. I lived in Orem at the time, which is right next to Provo. It is so hard to find an apartment in that area that is not BYU approved. Because exactly. all those apartment complexes, they want the money from the BYU students. So they're all BYU-approved housing. And so if you don't want to live that standard and have people judge you, it's really hard to live there, <laughs> especially as a college-age person. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then they have, like, this is so crazy. I feel like this is the longest walk down memory lane that's, like, triggering all these things. <laughs> but they have, like, in this area, they have – um, based on reputation, so there were like certain ac- like
0: apartment complexes that you knew to be like skanky or like they didn't
1: follow the
0: the BYU. <laughs> 000, so You're like judging was- them. Oh, how funny! Yeah,
1: and it was like you knew that like they would still be like technically you could live there and go to BYU, but everyone knows that like people who go there like did not follow the rules. And I remember, I think it's called like Bell Belmont, no Bell. It's, like, by that Seven Peaks,
0: um... Oh, right, okay. I know what you're talking about. I don't remember the name right now, but, yeah.
1: So it was that apartment complex, and it was, like, just notoriously known for being, like, the, the group of Mormons that were, like, Jack Mormons, right? Like, they went to BYU just because it was cheap, but, like... And I'm doing air quotes for cheap because a lot of my European friends are gonna think like this is absurd because when I tell them I'm like, Yeah, it's cheap but it's still like close to four thousand a semester. Type.
0: Yeah. And I think it's yeah, something like eight or nine a semester for non members. Exactly. Yeah. So that's
1: still like a lot of money, but for American university system like and for private university,
0: that's,
1: that's cheap. like Yeah. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, so like people would like some of the Mormons would just go there because it's cheap, so they would lie and be like because okay so backtrack again before you get into BYU you have to pass I'm doing your pass like you have to do the interview that's like saying that you're worthy so it's like a temple interview times like 20 because um, you have more questions and it's like you have to get that approved by your state president who's like one above your bishop so uh-huh. for those listening, you have like a bishop and his counselors in a church, and then you have, like, the state president who's, like, uh, in charge of the whole area, like, uh-huh. all the points and stuff. And so, like, you had to get an interview by him, and then for him to say, like, yeah, she's worthy, and then you send in those documents. It's called an Ecclesiastic Endorsement. Uh-huh. Yep. So that's what you had to get done before you enter, and then you have to get it renewed every semester while you're at BYU. Right,
0: and that's how a lot of people get kicked out, is if they go to their bishop or something with a quote-unquote sin that maybe they've committed, and if that sin is against the honor code, which let's be real pretty much everything is against the honor code <laughs> doing yeah. anything is against the honor code really um that your bishop or your stake president can revoke your ecclesiastical endorsement and that's how you get kicked out of byu or at least you can't go for a couple semesters and it messes up pretty much everything for a lot of people Absolutely. i've heard a lot of stories of this really messing up people's like academic careers yeah it's,
1: yeah. it's- really fucked up um so they have that and but like people just like lie about it and like if you live in these i'm like doing a shady apartment complexes with (laughs) people um like most people aren't going to snitch on you so that's kind of like the apartments that like as a molly mormon or peter priesthood you would be like i would never live there
0: (laughs) those are the apartments where people go to make out and sometimes they wear tank tops ew i'm
1: not getting that ew Um, And I remember, like, I had this big crush on this guy in my writing class who was English, of course, because I have a thing for Brits. And so I was like, I'm going to be friends with him. So, like, he was in my class. But then when he told me where he lived, which is at this apartment complex, I was like, oh, he's not Like, I don't know if I can, like be friends with him or like blah 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 and I remember I had to pick him up one morning because he obviously didn't have a car he was like an exchange student and I like picked him up to take our final and I was like oh my god he was here like I'm
0: (laughs) judging him I can't believe it's basically a brothel I mean (laughs) like like I bet he has girls in his bed oh oh that's what it was
1: because the time before that he and I I met him at his apartment to study And he was like, oh, let's just go to my bedroom because, like, my roommates are out in the living room. And I was like, ooh. (laughs) That's not allowed. (laughs) I can't go to your bedroom. And he was, like, so shocked because I was like, oh, uh. He was like, we're just studying. It's fine. And I was like,
0: but the. With the honor code? <laughs> yeah, no, it's <laughs> yeah. a real, you know what, that reminds me of something you might, or I don't know, I don't want to cut you off if you're still talking about that, but I did, that did remind yeah. me of something about the honor code.
1: No, no, go ahead, that's it, that's basically it, and that, that was the whole, like, I just remember being like, I can't go in his bedroom, like, yeah, that,
0: yeah. that's, that's it. So, this is kind of a little bit darker, but it is really interesting, I think, to talk about, is that. There have been multiple, actually like a lot, of these instances where women, BYU students, they they have been victims of sexual assault or rape, and they report it to either BYU or their bishop or their police. And because of the culture there, they're also... um, they, they they get questioned as to whether they broke the honor code, even though they were the victim of a sexual assault. And I was reading about one girl who she reported a sexual assault. And because she did that, she was then questioned about her actions. And yep. she had previously let a boy into her bedroom. And she confessed to that. And because of that, she was suspended from BYU. Even though she was the one that was the victim. And that it's happened to so many women there. Um, Just in a quick Google search I did this morning, I was like, this is insane. And so it's a big problem there because women don't want to report it because they're afraid it will get them expelled. Isn't that crazy? I'm sure you've heard of that, but yeah. I have heard of that, and it makes me so sick. Like... I mean, fortunately,
1: I never had to deal with anything like that at BYU. But, like, even I think it goes beyond just BYU culture. It's just Mormon culture in general. And I'm not, to be honest, I'm not sure if I've shared this story on the podcast before. So if I have, I'm sorry, listeners. But, um, so, and Katie, you know the story. But it's, like, I was sexually assaulted with this Mormon guy. And I didn't even realize what was happening. Like, what he did, it was just kind of, like... I was in shock right like yeah. he pinned me down and like had his hands up my shirt and was like feeling my breast and like Aww. had his dick on my leg and I was just like in shock because we were literally just talking about my my day at university like I was like burr, 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 we'll talk about this and the next thing I know that's happening and he's like supposedly this like worthy priesthood holder and so I was like in shock I was like what do I do like I don't even know what's happening. Point being, like, I felt, and it happened twice, and, like, he made it seem like it was just so casual and, like, I shouldn't be upset about it, but it, like, really bothered me, and, like, I felt guilty, and I felt like it was my fault that, like, I had Uh. done something wrong to make him do that and that, like, maybe I wasn't righteous enough, I was a sinner, blah, blah, blah. And I remember I was, like, talking to my my friend about it in the church, and her husband was the bishop, and she was like, I really think that you should talk to him about this, and, like, not because she, she in no way insinuated it was my fault, but it was more of, like, to have something done about the other guy, like, get him, like, not in trouble, but, like, you know, make sure that he's aware that there are consequences, that you can't do that kind of stuff to women, you know, because mm-hmm. I was, like, having, like, major anxiety attacks, like, I would see him at church or at, like, not Mutual Institute, and, like, my heart would go crazy, and I would throw up. I would go to the bathroom and throw up. And so I was, like, freaking out about it. Anyways, I talked to my bishop, and he was really, like, he never once made it seem like it was my fault or anything like that, but, like, it was also this importance that, like, I had to take it to the next step, so I couldn't just, like, be done with it, like, you know, get the help that I needed. I had to – he then had to contact this guy's bishop, talk to him and then the next thing I know is this guy is calling me because he needs to meet up because his bishop is making him apologize to me Uh. and because I was like you know warming and like practicing I was like I need to forgive him so like in order for me to be righteous I need to meet up with him and like forgive him and all this shit which is like it still makes me so sick to this day so I meet up with him and like he basically tells me that, like, I made it a much bigger deal than what it was, uh, and like, yeah, blamed me for wow. it. And then eventually, like, because I was like, really at the point I was like, questioning it, I was like, maybe I did make it, to, I found it like a big deal, and like, it wasn't that, and like, really questioning myself because I was like, maybe you know what, he's right, I'm overreacting to this, like, I'm not being like a righteous forgiving woman who's a christ-like example like i should just let it go and then it kind of hit me because he was like he started crying and i thought like oh maybe he's really upset by it no no he was upset because he didn't want his temple recommend to be taken away from him
0: what a piece so, of trash was, ew yeah like
1: like his concern was and he told me this he's like you understand like my reputation is being tainted like people think I raped you and like I am not gonna keep my my bishop threatened to take away my temple recommend so like you just need to tell him like this didn't happen and that it wasn't a big deal and like I just need to, be able to get my temple recommend back and oh I remember God. being like sick to my stomach and just thinking like is this really happening like he's not even concerned about but like and I'm supposed to just accept it and I remember being like Okay, yeah. So I did that. I talked to his bishop. Said it was not a big deal that I forgive him and that he should have his temple recommend back.
0: Holy shit, Sarah! I like every time <laughs> you've told me that story, I I literally have a pit in my stomach, and it's yeah. so gross. Uh, oh, and yeah. that that, like happened mother- you, totally. that happened to you. That happened to you after you were at BYU. Like you'd already graduated, right? Yeah, I graduated
1: from BYU, this happened here in Germany, and I was here, and, like, I was just in shock by that, and I I just, I remember after that conversation, I can still, it's, it's like, it happened yesterday, I didn't tell my mom or anything what happened, like, I told, like, a few friends, and, like, it really fucked with my head, like, yeah, anyways, that's a whole separate issue we can get into another day, like, that whole topic in and of itself, but... I remember when that, like, after having that conversation with him and I came home to my apartment and I called my mom and I just cried on the phone for an hour because I was just like, I feel so shitty, like, this happened to me and, like, I am just supposed to, like, pin like it didn't and tell, and, like, tell everyone that I made it up and put the blame on myself and I was just, like, telling my mom, like, I don't feel good about this, like, I don't, and that was, again, like... That happened about three years before I left the Mormon Church, but that's something that was motivation for me to leave because I yeah. could not get past that. Like I was like, hey. yeah. he would joke about it. I had to see him at the Institute every oh, that's single disgusting, week. and he would joke about it. He'd be like remember that one time you said that I raped you? <gasps> <laughs> and I was like, wow. Oh,
0: I I uh, oh, it's so disgusting. I can't yeah. even handle it. And it's like, I'm just thinking about. Yeah, how you were so, pro- like, so manipulated into feeling that you had some responsibility for this garbage human and what he did yeah. to you and and how that happens. And, and I'm just thinking about what if, you know, imagining if you were still at BYU when that happened, I feel like that's just an added layer of, like, if I say something about this, not only would could you be manipulated and humiliated and embarrassed like you were, and then add on top of that, you could p- possibly very well be get kicked out of your school because you were engaging in inappropriate behavior. Even though you weren't, it was done to you forcibly. And yeah. I, it makes me so mad that that's still... In twenty eighteen that is still a culture that is surviving and well, especially in Mormonism and especially at BYU, but it you know, in the world in general. But it's it's just outrageous. It's
1: I know, it's exactly right. Like that that's that's just the culture and you know, like and it's so indoctrinated and brain like ingrained in his brain. <laughs> ingrained <laughs> in your brain. Like and the thing is that this guy actually reached out to me about I don't know a month ago and I haven't had much contact with him since then like I made a point to like he moved away I just stopped responding to him like every once in a while I would engage and then he he reached out to me and he had the nerve to ask me for a favor he needed help editing something because he's not a native English speaker And, and the thing is like I knew that I should just block him and ignore it but that little tiny bit of me that's still so brainwashed from Mormonism was like Sarah, you should help him because you should be Christ like and you should, like, you know, turn the other cheek. Be the just,
0: bigger like, person. Be yeah. Be the
1: bigger person, you know. And I,
0: but like, the thing is
1: that I didn't even realize I was doing it until, like, I said yes and then all those emotions were triggered. And I was talking to my special friend <laughs> about all of this and he just made a really good point. Like, why would you even be in contact with him anymore? You don't owe him shit. Like, no tell him no and to fuck off. Like, tell him
0: to leave you alone, yeah, or,
1: like... Yeah, yeah. and, like, it just didn't even, like, it didn't even cross my mind. Like, I was just kind of like, no, I should, like... And then that's when I realized, like, Sarah, you're not Mormon anymore. You don't believe in that kind of, like, system where you just right. let men do whatever the fuck they want to to you and then turn the other cheek. Right. And it, like, it took him saying that before, so my special friend saying that before I was like... Oh right. Yeah, no. Like That is so there? true.
0: Like women well, I guess everyone in the church, LDS church, but especially women, they're completely taught that forgiveness is everything and mm-hmm. you know, if you want to be righteous and Christ like and pure, then you know you don't speak up you're not angry you're not loud and you just forgive and move on and i think in some instances no you need to cut people out you need to protect yourself and mormon women are not taught that at all in the slightest yeah no no
1: no. and this isn't really related to byu culture but i mean a little bit and like i again i want to have like a whole episode on women in the Mormon Church, like another one, just because I think it's so powerful and something that we should talk about. But um, speaking of this whole, like, women feeling the need to forgive and to move on and, like, no matter what happens, like, blah, blah. I had drinks with my new boss um, recently, and she grew up in Romania where there's, like, a strict religion as well. It's, like, Orthodox, and, like, everyone is very religious, like, very, very religious. Um, and so kind of the same environment. And she said something that was interesting as well, that she kind of stopped believing in organized religion when she was 18 and she, she volunteered at like a hotline for women, like a, a, a clinic, not a clinic, what the fuck, a shelter, a women's shelter mm-hmm. for violence, like domestic abuse. And she said that's when she stopped kind of like believing in organized religion because these women would come in like completely beaten. And she would have to be like, Okay, but why don't you just leave them? And they wouldn't because divorce is like the highest or the biggest sin in their religion. Uh. Right? And so, like, for them it's like if they get and the and these men would hold that over them. So after they would beat them, of course it's the typical cycle where they feel bad and they feel really guilty and then they apologize and say, Please take me back and the women are always hesitant, but then they would say, Hey, you know, you can't divorce me because then you're going to hell. Like, that's our our highest religion or our highest, like, sin to commit in our religion. So, like, you can't divorce us. And so, of course, these women would go back to them. Like, they would be like, okay, you're right. Like, as part of our religion, we can't divorce. I can't leave him. So, I'm just going to have to bear this trial and move on, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, crazy to me when she was saying that. I was like, wow. And I feel like that's also a common theme, and I was telling her this, I was like, in the Mormon religion, maybe not as high, but it's still this idea that, like, you don't get divorced if you're married in the temple. Like, it's, it's the same thing. Like, you try to work it out as much as you can before you, you get divorced, divorce, and even then, the man has to, like, get his
0: permission that
1: you get a right. divorce. Right.
0: In it's people. insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, it was just, like, blowing my mind with that, like, it, it yeah. just, like, I... I, mean, I love, I love, love, love hearing stories of like similarities between religion especially like the Mormon religion and other ones so listeners if you guys didn't grow up in the Mormon church but you grew up in a religion that was just as strict or had different things like please tell us about it because I do really yeah
0: because there are so many similarities in organized religion and I love hearing about them I'm kind of obsessed with religion so
1: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah
0: for sure um, um I think it's really
1: interesting and then okay so back Sorry, back to BYU
0: culture. There are some wider things. Um, I I did want to say while we were talking oh, about the just while we were talking about the honor code, I did want to say like that there are a couple of well there are a few things that are like immediate you know unforgivable things with the honor code. Um, one is homosexuality. So homophobia yeah. is rampant. You can't even like hold someone's hand and you know if you were they they say you can technically. Be gay, but you can't act on your feelings, so you, you know, whatever. There's that. Um, and then also, I read that if you're Mormon and you, you're going to BYU and you decide that either you don't believe it anymore or that you want to switch religions, you're immediately expelled. Yeah, so yeah. that's like the ultimate thing is you have to stay Mormon. And, I, I mean, unless you were that 1.5% that wasn't Mormon, then you're not required to stay whatever religion you are. You can change as much as you want. But once, is your, once you're Mormon, you have to always be Mormon if you want your degree, which is crazy. That crazy to
1: me. But, like, speaking of, like, how homophobic it is at BYU. Oh, yeah. So So, just, yes. just to that, first thing is that So Katie and I, so So like when we first met, we would comment on each other's social media all the time about, like, I would send her, like, I'd post on her wall, like, put a baby in
0: me, or... Oh my gosh, I I was looking back, like, sometimes, you know how Facebook memories comes up? It'll be like, nine years ago, Sarah Little wrote on your wall, and you would be like, you're so sexy, I want to have all your babies, or something, and then I was like, oh my god, we did this. We were... 100% 100% Facebook lesbians and exactly. I would I remember I would like comment on every single one of your pictures about how hot you were and it wasn't just like a nice oh girl you're looking fine it was like mm, damn those lips are juicy or something.
1: <laughs> I know we always did and I remember I would get so much like judgy comments like not like they would post it on there but they would like send me messages or like they would say shit to me like um like are you like into girls or like that one girl katie like, <laughs> and i was like what the fuck man like because they're just that next level homophobic like, oh my gosh it's insane.
0: they're so it's- homophobic there and they think that they're not homophobic like so many people in that area think and i and some of them truly aren't but they yeah. i think that they equivalent um they think that homophobia is equivalent to, like, extreme gay hate and violence and persecution. And, of course, they don't go out and, and physically harm people uh, that are LGBT, but they, in their brains, they just don't, they can't understand the life of someone who is gay because they've been told their whole life that it's wrong and immoral, and so but, they just internally okay. judge. <laughs> but
1: then it's like, it's just like, it's this crazy thing because they, they act like there's not one gay person at BYU or now they're like trying to be like, oh, you can be gay and a Mormon, but you just marry someone of the opposite sex
0: and try to make it happen. Like, that is so happen. disgusting. I can't. <laughs> I
1: know. And then I remember like, I think it was 2010 or 2011. Um, I so Katie and I have this mutual friend, we won't say his name, but like I for sure thought that he was not straight. Um, and then I guess he, uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. The point is, I like went on a date with his friend, and we all went out to Park City to like one of the, I think it was the film festival, the Sundance, oh, uh-huh. yeah. the Sundance Festival. And, like, he was, like, oh, I'm bringing my other colleague who's coming, and he's gay. And he was, like, the first, I think, official, like, person I met who was gay. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, where I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, a
0: unicorn. <laughs>
1: it's a unicorn. I've only ever heard about these things, and BYU tells me that they're, like, horrible human beings. And so, like, I was, like, fully prepared to be, like, and I cast you out, Satan. You. you know, like, like <laughs> Like fully like getting my holy water out to spray this guy. And then I met him and I was like, oh my god, he's so lovely, like he's so nice, he's so funny. And then he introduced me to his boyfriend. And his boyfriend, he was like, Oh, just so you know, like he goes to BYU and like he's a closet gay. And I was like, Wait, what? He's like, Yeah, like he still tells everyone that he's straight, so he doesn't get kicked out of BYU, and like he like teaches Sunday school classes and blah blah blah, but little (sighs) didn't know that I'm, like, fucking him in the ass. Like, like he would just be, like, really explicit about it, too. Like, I was, like, my little Mormon brain could not comprehend
0: this. Like, oh, was, like, my gosh. Wow. What? That's amazing. Yeah. And that's amazing that he trusted you, too, because you could have been a Mormon that could have tattled on him yes, and gotten him. I know. And
1: that's the thing, is that... And then, like, so his boyfriend was, like, telling me that there's this whole, he was, like, oh, like, girl, you're so naive. There's this whole community of, like, gay men who go to BYU because it's cheaper or because their parents will pay for them to, like, have a car and their tuition if they go. But then they just go up to Salt Lake City and, like, hook up with men every weekend and come back down to Provo.
0: Oh, my like, goodness. I had no idea about this until just this minute.
1: Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing, and I was like,
0: I'm not surprised, man. but I mean, I am, I am a little bit shocked. I had no idea, but it makes
1: sense. Yeah, girl, like, if you like, I, I mean, ask any, especially like if a gay man, if you know of any like gay ex Mormons who left Provo, I'm sure they'll tell you about it. Like, hey,
0: if any of you listeners, if you are a gay ex Mormon, we yeah. want you on our show immediately, please, immediately, so please message us, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, like, and the thing is, so it, like, blew my mind, I remember being, like, what, and, and to this day, I still follow, so the, this guy, he broke up with this Mormon guy, right, and I, I forgot, I think I stopped following the, the gay, the gay non-Mormon guy, sorry mm-hmm. if I'm being, like, not PC by saying, anyways, I don't know. Uh, I always get paranoid that I'm offending people because I don't want to offend anyone. So, (laughs) if I am, someone please correct me and let me know. So, anyway, his boyfriend, though, I follow on Instagram. So, the the Mormon guy, right? Uh And it's still, it's, like, crazy to me because I just think that every single time I'm, like, he still hasn't come out. Like, it's been, like, ten years, basically, almost ten years, and he still, like, posts things about... Oh, like, a, a picture of the temple or, like, all these Mormon, like, pictures on Instagram. And I'm, like, what? And, like,
0: oh my goodness. And
1: he's pretending to still be someone that he's not. And, you know, to each their own. They, everyone has their own path. And I'm not saying that, like, he needs to, you know, that's not – I'm not in any place to say that someone needs to do something with their life. But I just saying, it just blows my mind that, like, there's a culture that's still so – Backwards and like oh, yeah. not progressive in their way of thinking that like he had to hide that part of him and I think he still does. I mean, again, I haven't been in contact with him in years. I just followed him on Instagram, but it's still like it looks like he's putting on the show that he's always been doing. You know what I mean? So right, it, it right. My heart.
0: And you know what? I've I've honestly seen a whole bunch of stories of of gay Mormons or gay ex Mormons kind of in the media and on social media who. They've said that genuinely they, ha- they believed the, the doctrine and the faith and they really enjoyed the community of church. But since they were gay, they couldn't, they couldn't be openly gay and also LDS at the same time. So finally their truth came out with they had to say, they had to tell everyone, look, I'm gay, this is just who I am, and it's not a bad thing. But they weren't allowed to be gay and also Mormon, because being gay, you know, you, you don't want to just be celibate and be alone, or force yourself to marry someone that you're completely not attracted to. So, exactly. yeah, that, that's also heartbreaking. Is that there are people? I think if I think if the Mormon Church allowed homosexuality and wasn't so so homophobic, they'd have more members because <laughs> there are there are gay members that want to stay, but they just they can't.
1: Yeah, exactly, and I mean, and that's the thing too, is that, and I 100% respect anyone's decision, like, I think if you are gay and you still want to be in the Mormon church because you believe it, then, you know, good on you, like, you do what makes you feel happy, but it's the same thing of that, they're not, like, they don't even have the option to do that, like, no. even these, you know, members who still want to be involved in the church and who still believe, but, like, they're... They can't because it's a religion telling them that they're not welcome, like, to live their life, you know? Yeah. Um, which yeah. I think is really backwards and whatever. But also, I'm kind of like, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like, I don't think they really
0: I know, right? I know. Because I'm always like, <laughs> I want people to do what they want, but I also don't want them to be brainwashed by religion or, like, to be told that their no. worth comes from something... In religion, so it is like, yeah, I I agree with you. It could be a blessing in disguise. Blessing, I'm using in air quotes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just want to mention, like, this is so mean of me, and not mean, but biased of me, right? Like, my my 20 year old niece just messaged me um, saying that like her friends want to set her up with this guy in her hometown, and she's like, but Aunt Sarah, he's Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no!
0: Yeah, don't do it, girl. Turn and yeah. run. Or or try to get him to see the light, but it's probably easier to just run.
1: <laughs> like, girl, you know my story. Because she was not, like, so my brother, he never, he doesn't believe in organized religion or anything like that, so she wasn't raised in any type of religion. And so, but she knows, obviously, that, like, I was Mormon for a long time. Like, poor girl, I used to try to convert her all the fucking time. So, bless her that she put up with that shit. <laughs> and now that I've left, you know, like, and she sends me this, like, oh, yeah, like, um, this, this guy, is Mormon. I'm just like, no. Like, I wish I could give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he's an amazing, incredible person. But
0: I don't want her to be converted. To oh yeah, please but, like, no, because that does happen a lot, and especially talking about like dating and converting. Um, I was like, it's crazy when you read these stories about people, especially women who went to BYU. Their main goal, a lot of times, well, not for every woman, but for a lot of them, is to date and to get married. It's like, it's like the goal. They they want everyone to get married to other Mormons and create other Mormon babies, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's all it is. Like, honestly, it's like, you go there, and I remember people telling me, like, oh, man, you're going to BYU. That means you're going to get married soon. And I was like, whatever. Yeah, because people get married, get married
0: when they're, like, what? So the guys come home from their missions when they're 20 and 21, and then they get married to the young <laughs> freshmen or sophomores, right? <laughs> 19,
1: 19, yeah. Yeah. But then, I'm not going to lie, I got offended when I was, like, Well, how come I didn't get any
0: marriage proposals? (laughs) Oh, my God. Girl, you're so lucky. Like, can you imagine if that happened? Imagine if some guy came home from his mission and met you at BYU and you got married when you were 19 and you were probably, I mean, who knows? You might not have even ever had the courage to leave because then you were stuck with this other guy, like this guy that.
1: Oh, Uh. But luckily, like, because I did have one guy, so when I, he was, like, the first guy I ever dated when I was 18, I think I was still 17, um, he was, like, a missionary in Georgia, and then he went out to Utah, and we were, like, dating, like, long distance or whatever the fuck, and then I went out to Utah and, like, met up with him, it's a whole other story for another episode, it was, like, the weirdest day I've ever been on in my entire life, but point is, like, he he thought that we were going to get married, and, like, I called it off because after we went on, like, I think two dates only, I was like, oh, God, like, no, I'm not interested in this. Oh,
0: my goodness, Sarah. <laughs> Let's do an episode of, like, Mormon guys we've dated and the weird things that happen really? because they want, yeah. they want to get married immediately. That's not even a lie. Yeah. That's the thing. That's what I was
1: getting at with this guy is that, like, when I ended it, he reached out to me, like, um... I think it was not even a month later, and was like, oh, I'm really sorry, I messed things up, can I make it right, and I was like, ah, uh, it's kind of late, too late for me, sorry listeners, I just had a burp, and then <laughs> he basically was like, well, you know, we're supposed to get married, like, everyone thinks that, like, even even my, like, friends and my companions, because, like, I knew his mission companions, God, I just had a burp again, From Because they were in Georgia. So he's like, you know, even like uh, my companions all think that we should get married. So basically he was like trying to get me to date him again so that we could get married. And like doing this whole like, which is a huge BYU culture of like. Yes. If the Lord told me that I'm supposed to marry you and so we should get married. So women feel tricked because they're like, oh, but if the Lord told them, then I guess it's true. And so he was like trying to do this whole like you know everyone knows that we're supposed to get married and i know what's true and i was like i was so proud of 18 year old sarah i was like well how about you give me your number and i'll reach out to you cuz
0: oh, it's like take applause round of applause <laughs> yes girl especially even though you were super entrenched in that culture you yeah little fiery That's sarah was in there and she knew <laughs> I
1: see Sarah, She knew better than to marry
0: this guy. But then I think about it sometimes. I'm like, whoa. What if I would
1: have? I would have been married at <gasps> eighteen. Oh, miserable. You probably had...
0: would have had a load of kids by now. You would definitely <laughs> wouldn't be.
1: You <laughs> would be tore up. From yeah. <laughs> <so many> children,
0: <laughs> you like... would not have this awesome life living in Berlin. You would. I know. You'd probably be living in Utah still.
1: He didn't even, he lived in, oh, shit, what was it called? It was, like, two hours outside
0: of Provo, Strawberry something. Was like, oh, oh, is it, like, a mountain in the, like the Strawberry Reservoir up there? Yeah,
1: like, around that area.
0: I mean, that's beautiful, but, girl, if you're married to a Mormon, like, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my it,
0: gosh. So... It's
1: crazy when I think about that, and I was, like, I mean, at 18, I wasn't ready to get married, but I remember, like, after being at BYU and the culture, I was dead set that I was ready to get married by 19, and I was
0: like, yeah, because don't they, I mean, I could be wrong, because I didn't go there, but I did go on the grounds a whole bunch to, like, visit you and visit other friends, Um, and I do remember there were lots of, like, they had little firesides or little um, gatherings and speeches and stuff about how... You know, and and I'm sure it was mentioned a lot in those about how you're supposed to find a partner and get married. Because I've even read a couple of talks online given at at BYU by general authorities about how the utmost important thing is to have children. You know, so you have to get married and have children. And so the education is great, but ultimately it's second. And so, Mm -hmm. so yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. so it's all about that so like every oh, it's so weird I still have so maybe the next episode we do with like dating our experiences with dating Mormon guys I have like so many notes from like attending they're called fireside listeners like this is where like a speaker comes and like it's usually for ages, like, 18 to 30, and they, like, talk about a certain subject, and more often than not, it's dating.
0: Yeah, and, and bummer, there it. actually is no fire. You're just sitting in this uncomfortable room. Exactly. <laughs> there is no cool fire or roasting marshmallows or anything. It's just sitting there. <laughs>
1: we'll a and you're sitting there. Um, yeah, so... I have so many notes from attending these because it was like, oh my God, there's a there's gonna be a fireside or a talk given a devotion on a devotional on uh, dating, and so maybe I'll get like revelation, I'll get inspiration Aww. as to like what I need to do and like who I need to like be pursuing or whatever, Aww. and I would honest to God be like so like so attentive and just like tonight it was that revelation I think I felt the spirit and like I know like I need to like give this guy a chance or like I need to like pursue him or whatever the fuck and it was like I have these like notes on it it's insane yes
0: let's do an episode let's let's do an episode on that for sure I want to hear those notes
1: Yeah, I have them, and just, like, dating experiences in general, like, oh, man. Oh, I have
0: some doozies, because I think I have a kind of unique perspective, because I was, like, Mormon, but definitely not active Mormon, and so the type of things Mormon guys thought they could get away with with me is disgusting but I'm gonna save it <laughs> right but i also heard that from
1: another girl as well so that would be really interesting to yeah we can talk about that in the other episode yeah. because this girl was raised in Salt Lake City but wasn't Mormon she converted to the church like in her 20s or something like that and she said that these Mormon guys like would try to get away with so much more shit than non-Mormon guys Oh yeah. and, like yeah. so much and gross like you know, yeah, it's 100%. it's
0: funny because r- being raised in the church, you're told that as a woman, you need to look for a returned missionary and, you know, preferably they go to BYU or they've graduated from BYU or whatever. And that is so instilled in you as like a good guy. That's the good guy you want. But literally, in my experience, every guy I've ever hung out with or dated or gone on a date with, that was that kind of person, was (laughs) extremely shittier than all the guys that were not religious. So that that just says a whole lot right there. But yeah, I don't mean to go on a tangent about that. We can save that for another time and just kind of stick to the BYU thing. But it does relate. (laughs) It
1: does. And I think for sure, let's do an episode on that. And just for the listeners to have a little teaser, one of those things. And this is both BYU culture and dating Mormon men. But one of the things that it still makes me giggle uncontrollably when I hear it is that so Mormons and especially BYU Mormons, like they try to, to blur that line as much as they can of like sexual sins. I'm doing air quotes of like how far they can push things without actually being like, but I didn't do this. Like, right. I didn't do that. Right. What is your one of my favorite ones. Oh, God, it's so good. It's called docking. Oh, my
0: God, yes, I know this. It's (laughs) gross. Do you know, it's also called soaking, which is also disgusting. Oh, God, that's so much worse. Okay, Sarah, Sarah, very eloquently tell our listeners what this means.
1: (laughs) So docking is when a man inserts his penis in a woman's vagina, but does not thrust, thus is Docking. He's just sitting there Just
0: chilling, sitting there But he's not thrusting Like that is thrusting. so gross to me Like who does that Obviously some people at BYU And then they just lie and say they don't do it Like exactly if you're gonna because- do it Just do it Like it's the same thing Like your genitals are touching It's the same technical it- sin <laughs>
1: But you know what I don't get And maybe like just I can't understand this why on earth would either the man or the woman want that? Because it's just a fucking tease. It's I, like, know, oh, it's, it's like, I know it's.
0: I know it just it's I, touching. I yet there's nothing. I don't know. The, like, the, the listeners, this is just like the tip of the iceberg of how weird, how freaking weird BYU is. And living at BYU or nearby BYU, this is how like the general population thinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: and like, and, and this is how like they really rationalize that this is
0: okay. Or like,
1: I remember my my girlfriend's being like, and these were like proper Molly Mormons too. And Katie, one of our mutual friends, like you know, oh. I'm sorry, okay, yes, I know, like, like for Molly Mormon. And I remember she used to tell me all the time, like, oh yeah, we're like making out, and like, um, he like took my shirt off and like was playing with my tits, and <gasps> I was like, whoa, 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 what? Like, how is that okay? That is With definitely ice. not okay. Coke is not okay. Like, what the hell, man?
0: Yeah, like I can't, I can't drink a nice cup of green tea. Yet, <laughs> if you, in secret, not in your bedroom, mind you, probably in your car is probably where a lot of these things went down. Uh-huh. And they can like take your shirt off and fill your boobs. And I, I just, I can't, I can't do <laughs> I- it. <laughs>
1: That blew my mind, and then but then it would be these people who were the most judgmental of me, and I'd be like, bitches, I ain't never done none of that stuff sexually, but y'all gonna call me out on fucking watching a radar movie or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, yes, yeah, they would justify it like no, but we didn't, like, no, it's okay because, like, we didn't do this and this and this, and I was like, um, you basically had sex, like, I don't know why you don't just have sex, like, I, know. I don't understand
0: the concept. Oh, I'm getting joke. so excited for the next episode about about <laughs> Mormon guys and, like, that kind of thing, because I have lots of stories. I
1: know, um, I have so many, but, like, the whole docking thing is, I told my my friend about it, and he was just like, whoa, 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 whoa what like why would they want to like, like literally what?
0: how is that pleasurable for anyone <laughs> it sounds like something a psychopath would do right you're just like oh i'm so close to the pleasure yet so far away <laughs>
1: like- but it's also like i always picture the situation of how awkward that must be with right like, like i just imagine myself laying there and a guy is on top of me with his dick inside me oh. and then with Staring at each other, not doing anything, just being like, "So, well, uh, how's the weather today?" Oh, it's I know. Weird.
0: I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross. you work? Oh, oh. Busy. had a few meetings.
1: Oh, it's cool. yeah. Like, and how long do you wait there? It's like, do you time? It? Is it like five minutes is good? Right. Or also,
0: like, how long 20? without? Like, this might this might be too graphic, but whatever. I'm gonna put an explicit warning. Like, how long can you like sit there? And the man just be like not moving and like does he just keep the boner the whole time? Like without like wouldn't that drive a guy crazy? I mean, I know it would drive me as a woman crazy. I'd be like, start moving. But I feel like for a man it would be even more intense.
1: Either you need to shit on the pot or get off the I'm doing this.
0: Oh my God! Okay, so that was that was quite the little little fun <laughs> tangent, um, but I w- I wanted to ask you something else about BYU. Um, yes. so you've mentioned before, but of course I've never attended any BYU courses. I've like I went to their dorms once, or not once. I went there a few times because I had friends, but they were very interesting. And I've I've been on the campus a bunch, but I've never been to a a class. But you said that they open. Their classes yeah. with prayer, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So every class that you go to, whether it's really... Oh, and that's the other thing is that you, as a BYU student, you have to take your, I think it's six religious classes, religion classes per like in order to graduate.
0: Right, so and that yeah, and that's they, even like, for the non-members, right?
1: Yeah, even non-members, like everyone has to take them.
0: So and they're they're Mormon specific classes. They're not just like world religion right it's it's specifically yeah. studying the mormon doctrine
1: exactly yeah. so you can do like new testament old testament but it's always with the mormon doctrine embedded in it and then there's like book of mormon there's living prophets there's doctrine and covenants pro great price like i mean the list is and these are
0: and these are credits that go towards your it, graduation right yeah, yeah. And i'm sorry i just are, had to make that clear
1: <laughs> this shows. Your graduation, and these aren't like easy classes either. The first C and last C I've ever received in my entire life in the education program was at BYU, and it was for New Testament because it was so fucking hard. And, like, I was just, like, I can't, like, this class is so intense. And, like, at the finals, the midterms, the pay, like, it was so hard. Like, unbelievably hard. You want to know
0: something, too, that I was reading today? I read about this, um, a couple of football players, actually, that they were recruited to BYU on scholarships, and they weren't Mormon. But they were obviously required to take those classes. And there was this study done after After these players came out and said that they basically came out and said that these (laughs) these classes were ridiculously difficult. They were very hard, especially for someone who had never known anything about Mormon doctrine, and some of them didn't know anything about the Bible, and so they were just suddenly immersed in this and expected that they were expected to pass this class. And so um, these I, I can't remember who, but someone else did this study on it and it was saying that like it's really really hard for the 1.5 percent of non-mormons to pass these classes and they and usually if they do they're like barely scraping by just so that they can still play sports because it they're really difficult like you said they're not like easy really
1: difficult yeah and they're like it's it's Definitely biased because, in a sense, again, like, if you don't have any type of religious background, like, it's so hard. And for me, like, yeah, I grew up Mormon, but I grew up Mormon in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we just didn't talk about, like, they don't go into detail as much as, like, you know, if you were Mormon in Utah and, like, it's your whole culture. and you know, like, it's really, it's a whole different scene, whereas in Georgia it's more of, like, you learn the basics and that's about it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I didn't know any of these stories. I didn't know, like, I had never even read the Book of Mormon all the way through before I went to BYU. So, like, for me, I was like, oh, shit, this is, like, all new. And it was so hard, and I remember being devastated because I was like, how the fuck did I get a C and especially a New Testament? Like, yeah, come on. Like, this is just supposed to be an easy class for me, and it wasn't at all. Um, so, yeah. But I will say that I, I took a a BYU class that I actually really like, and to this day I think helps me view the Bible and Book of Mormon, everything as literature, because it literally was a class called The Bible as Literature. Oh, so that's he cool. It as, yeah, and it was like this old professor. He was like in his 70s, and he was like a really difficult class to get into because he was always overbooked, and somehow I managed to get in, and he's the type that remembers your name, so on the first day he goes through the 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 fuck what's it called attendance list and he's just like already knows everyone's first name like knows their face like everything he just memorizes them and he emphasized the importance of sex like it was the first time in any type of religious like Mormon culture or like especially at BYU that someone emphasized like he was like sex is great like you guys should see it as a beautiful thing it's not like I mean of course he said it within marriage but even the fact that he was talking about sex I was like whoa like, <laughs>
0: yeah yeah even just, just hearing crazy. about that is different yeah
1: yeah and he but yeah he like taught us like uh, that it's more like literature i mean of course they he wouldn't he couldn't just say that it is literature he was like obviously we know this to be true
0: right finding finding the literary value in this supposed historical document right yeah
1: yeah, exactly (laughs) But then, when I like read and like when I took that course, that was the first time where I was like, "Oh yeah, like I totally see this as like literature and not actual stories. Like this isn't real."
0: Oh, that's wonderful because yeah, it is great literature. Um, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah, that's so awesome.
1: Enough, just like credit BYU entirely that does, and I, I think. When we talk about the culture, it's not like we're bashing the educational system because I honestly did learn a shit ton at BYU. Like, I know listeners are like, "That bitch don't know nothing," because of what <laughs> I say. But like, it, like, yeah, it's a really good, actually, like, educational system outside of the culture and the crazy honor code and like the, that part. Is yeah,
0: awesome. and I, I just think it would be so much more amazing and so much more. Um, Rich of a community and a and a university, if they did away with all those weird religious things, you know, like do away with those prayers and the weird devotionals, just like keep it on they because they do have really great professors and they actually do have really great sports programs and they have all these awesome things, but it it could be even so much better if they stopped having the weird honor code and just things that make it um i think a lot of people who look at it from other parts of the world and even other parts of the country they'll look at it and go like oh it's that weird mormon school when it's like no it actually is a good university and it is actually they do have really knowledgeable professors and everything but since it's so embedded in in (laughs) religion it is kind of strange so if they could just kind of extricate that but they never will, because it gives them never lots will. of money. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. But that's 100% right. I can't tell you how many times I've had to explain in my life when people say, oh, what university do you go to? And I have to be like, BYU. And they go, oh. And I'm like, oh, but it's like, yeah, it's a Mormon university, but it's actually like a really good like, education, like, blah, 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 blah. and then they're just like, oh, okay, but before that, all they associate with it is, like, oh, it's that weird Mormon University, which makes me annoyed, because I'm like, it actually is really good, like, (laughs)
0: Like, there's, there's so much (laughs) weird about it, but there's so much good, if they could just get away, yeah, get rid of all the shitty parts, yeah, um, so I don't know, is there anything else you want to talk about, because we've gone a little over an hour, but we were having so much fun, (laughs)
1: Um, I don't I mean I'm sure I can think of other things later but that'll be in our next episode about dating Mormon guys yes
0: yes Yes. oh I'm excited (laughs) about that one
1: Uh, yes Um, again so I guess if we're wrapping up like you for listening and for your support listeners, we really, really, really appreciate it, and, like, seeing everyone's interactions, like, it's so great, like, again, I know I'm, like, the shitty one at responding, and so if you get a response, it's Katie, so thank her, (laughs) but, I do read them, and I do look, and I'm just, like, oh, like, this warms my heart, and I'm just, yeah, I'm happy to see that we have, like, a little community growing, and that people feel safe enough to share their stories, and, um, keep sending them in, like, for yeah, all, I think it's, yeah. it's such a wonderful thing. And I'm glad that we have this little safe space for Me people. Me
0: too. It's so wonderful. I love it. And, um, yeah, I love talking about BYU. Freaking crazy BYU. Go Cougars. <laughs> Go Cougs. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> all right, guys. That's well, it. That's it. That's, that's the that's end. Um, bye.